Well, hello, and welcome to Conversations with Pussy. This is a podcast dedicated to your pussy. Jokes, well, not jokes, it's true. This podcast is for the woman who makes courageous, pussy-rooted moves into the biggest, boldest vision of her life. It's for the one who's on fire through her mission and is in devotion on her path. She's here to be turned on, tuned in, and to live her life in pleasure. And I'm your host, Grace Hazel. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of Conversations with Pussy Today. I'm going to be chatting to you about light language and this is going to be the first time that I open up properly about light language on the podcast and it's been becoming very, 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 very clear to me that I'm meant to be talking about light language and my journey and this experience way, 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 way more. It feels like the most poignant thing to be talking about right now. So this is where I'm at. There are so many hilarious stories on my journey of channeling, which I just can't wait to share with you. I feel like really impassioned right now. My womb is like, ding, 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 ding. We're meant to be here. And first I felt like it would be cool to share with you the experience, my initiation into light language, how it happened, what happened, and this particular story that I'm telling you today has been taken from the priestess path, which was a five-day free journey that I led within our free Facebook group, Pleasure, Power, Prosperity. So if you're not in there, make sure that you come in there because we do live events and masterclasses and Q&As and just general community loving connection stuff in that Facebook group. And it's totally free to be in. And this bit that you're going to be listening to today is literally like 35 minutes of me talking about light language. The priestess path, which this excerpt comes from was five days long plus bonuses about money about crossing the terror barrier like it's all going on people so I'm going to stick the sign up link to that uh, pleasure power prosperity group into the show notes plus if you missed the priestess path you can now get access to the entire week's worth journey for free And that is now being held on my website. So you, by signing up, I've put the the link into the show notes. You can now not only get like the day where we really went into light language and channeling, but you can get all of the other days we went into pussy priestess stuff. We went into like all of the stuff around leadership and being a channel for God and being on your mission and just being lit up and turned on by everything that you do. So my suggestion is that you sign up for everything. But first of all, why don't you just wet your whistle (laughs) a little bit? (laughs) What a phrase. Wet your whistle a little bit by tuning into this story, which is the light language story. Okay. So I'm going to leave you to it, to dive in with a cup of tea, to get the codes from this masterclass and this bit of the light language journey from the masterclass is here for you to listen to today. So have fun, get yourself cozy or 
whatever you need to do to enjoy this podcast and I'll catch you at the end of this share. So my intention is to move something, to allow you to feel something. It's a wild conversation-like language because it, it's a, it requires you to believe in something that is much bigger than just us as humans and the world. When I started channeling light language, and I will go into the step-by-step, it stopped me from questioning faith and God and the divine. Because once I started channeling and that channel came through, there was no denying (laughs) that there was something much bigger at play in this world, in this life. It was like light language had to come through me to knock out any disbelief that I had in spirit and God in the energetic realms like I was so deep in that my practices and and I believed it but I know that I was gifted this well from a very young age I've been gifted and I believe everyone can go and experience their codes and their soul's voice yeah I know that this came through at the time where I really needed it the most so I'll I'll share with I'll share about this now so Light language. Light language. I shared a little bit initially about this on Facebook and via email on Instagram that when I was little, my mama, she was a, or she is a Christian, Christian healer, and she worked doing healing in ministry. So when I was very little, I always remember my mum being very big into the church. And so I, I have memories of her being at the front of the church. And sometimes on a Sunday, I'd, I'd have to go to Sunday school and I'd be really pissed about having to go to Sunday school. I didn't like it. I was like... <sighs> and then um, I'd go to my nan's house on a Sunday and I much prefer going to my nan's house because she'd stick me in front of Nickelodeon. <laughs> we didn't have Sky or anything at home because my dad didn't want to buy it or couldn't afford it so I always used to get Nickelodeon on a Sunday from my nan and um, she'd give me a couple of Mars bars a couple I was such a chubby little child (laughs) from my Sunday um, deliciousness with my nan anyways when I did have to go to the church or pick my mum up from church my dad was an atheist my mum and my dad is still together and my dad's a massive atheist doesn't believe in God and my mum is my mum. <laughs> so she'd be up at the front doing all of the stuff, doing the healings, doing the prayers. And so for me, if I ever got sick or ill, she'd come and pray for me. She'd come and pray. And I remember these prayers so deeply in my body as memory. When my mum would pray for me, now these were the first times that I ever experienced something that people call the Holy Spirit running through my body. So when my mum would pray, I'd feel something come through her hands and through her voice that penetrated me really deep and I would cry deep sobbing cries that weren't because I was sad but because I was feeling like this deep energy of love, unconditional love. It, It was and I still believe it to be Holy Spirit. And there was a time where once she said to me, Grace, don't tell your friends at school this. (laughs) 
about what's about to happen. And I was like, no, 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 not to happen. <laughs> and she started with her prayers speaking differently. And I now know that this was speaking in tongues, which is a gift that comes through ministry and prayer in the Christian sense. They call it speaking in tongues. As I'm speaking this, I can feel my light language. <laughs> so I can feel it coming through is what I mean by that. So anyways, she would be doing this channeling and I'd, I'd start to feel, yes, the Holy Spirit in my body, but then I'd feel this energy rising up in me as a child and going here in my throat. And I'd feel it in my throat. It was like this rising, rising, rising from my root up, 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 up into my throat. And then I'd block my throat. Like, What's that? What's happening as a child? And I remember one time saying to my mum, I feel like something's trying to speak through me. And my mum was very careful at that time because I was very, very sensitive. My mum would always say, you have such a vivid imagination. There was always things going on around me when I went to bed. I was really frightened of going to bed as a little girl because stuff would always happen at night. Things would always be coming to visit me and I know that on reflection, it wasn't always of the highest good. It definitely wasn't of the highest good. <laughs> and so my mum was aware of that. And so instead of going, oh yeah, let's open your channel at that age, she, she was like, I can't remember her exact words, but she was like, okay. Let's put that to the side. So my feeling around this thing coming up to the surface, I just always put it to the side. I shut it down. And because of all of the activity that would happen to me as a child, all these visitations at night, I was frightened a lot of the time around the realm of spirit. I was deeply scared about the unseen, which I could see. So when I got to like, teenage years maybe a little bit earlier actually i shut it down i shut all of that shit down and i remember doing it it was a very conscious decision i was like i don't believe in it anymore i believed in it so much when i was a young kid i would always be telling people about this stuff that was happening to me and ghosts and spirits and diga 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 i was obsessed because it was happening right in my life and i simply one day went don't believe in it anymore not happening don't believe in it because it was too much it was too much I was too scared so I spent a lot of years with this sense of being shut down and if anyone would talk to me about something spiritual with angels or guides or something I'd be like don't talk to me about that that's scary <laughs> I remember going on that teacher training I told you about with Megan Curry and I was sharing a room with this woman, a girl, she was my age, and we were in our very early 20s-ish. And she was talking about Esther and Jerry Hicks. Esther and Jerry Hicks, I think some of you may know that, that book or that, that channel. And I remember her being, talking about how this woman, Esther, channeled this, this person, Abraham. And I was like, shut up, shut up, shut up, I don't want to hear about it. I remember on that teacher training, someone talked to me about ayahuasca and was telling me about their spiritual experiences on an ayahuasca journey. And I was like, it was like my, my 
shutdown of these things was getting really rattled. Like, I don't want to fucking hear about this stuff. It's too much. I'm just here for a yoga. I'm just here to do the yoga and do the learning how to teach yoga. <laughs> and a funny thing happened on that yoga teacher training. On one of the last weeks, we were there for around a month. We were on this, this island called Little Corn Island in Nicaragua. And there was a girl there who when we were having a circle, a sharing circle, we were out looking at the sea on this yoga platform, looking out into the beautiful sea, and, and it was like a warm evening, the sun was going down, and, and Megan, our yoga teacher, was talking about something. And I remember looking at this girl, and she was doing this. Her body. And I started looking at her and thinking, what the fuck's going on with her? What is this? <laughs> and because it was so present for everybody, we started talking about it and she was like, I don't know what's happening. This thing is starting to happen to my body when I'm here, when I'm listening to Megan. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> terrible. Don't want to know it. Don't want to get, get near that girl. So I avoided her for the rest of the training. I was like, I cannot go near her. <laughs> so I came back from the training and forgot about that girl. She actually lived in Hackney. So she was in London. And I managed to get myself a job, which Khadija actually just spoke about when I was working with Lululemon. And my job in Lululemon, Lululemon, if you don't know the brand Lululemon, it was it's a yoga shop for yoga clothes and things. And at the time, there was no Lululemons in London. So my job was uh, to open up a showroom with some other girls in Marylebone. And so my job was like the community leader. So I went out and I was going to about two or three yoga classes a day. <laughs> two or three yoga classes a day. And I had a great job. I would take bags of Lululemon leggings... And I would be in the class and I would look around and I would choose somebody in the class and I'd go up to them afterwards in the changing rooms and say, hey, would you, would you like a pair of leggings? They're Lululemon. We're opening up soon the store. And people would obviously be like, I'll fucking love a pair of leggings. You know, it was a great job. People love, people love me. <laughs> now, what happened when I was going to all of these yoga classes was this thing started to happen to me. I'd be sat in meditation and my body would start doing this. <laughs> and I thought to myself, oh no. <laughs> oh no. What was this? I remember once in Shavasana, and this wasn't just once, I mean, it started happening a lot more. My tongue, it was like something was going in my body and my tongue started flickering. La 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 la. My hands felt like they were being levitating up. And I was thinking to myself, what the fuck? What's going on? What's going on? This was very unusual to me. It, very unusual indeed. And I didn't know who to tell. <laughs> I, I didn't really want to tell anyone because I thought that they would think I was completely mad. So I ended up telling Hannah, Hannah who's actually in this group doing, helping in the team, really long, like my best friend. <laughs> I was like, Hannah, these weird things 
things are happening to me. Like I'm starting to move in meditations and sometimes my hand goes up and does this little thing. Those like hand gestures. <laughs> I was like, wow. We both had no idea what was going on. And I remember thinking, I've got to go and speak to that girl that had that thing <laughs> on our teacher training. So I ended up meeting up with this girl who'd had the... herself. <laughs> and, and I was like, okay, so how are we going to bring this? How are we going to broach this subject? I was like, so how are you getting on? How's that thing going that, that happened to you when we were on the teacher training? And she was like, it's getting... It's getting much more pronounced. <laughs> and I was like, I need to tell you something, me too. It's, this thing started happening, I'm starting moving around. So we decided one day that a friend would hold space for us. And this friend was also from our teacher training. She was, she's a witch. <laughs> and I was always a bit like about her on the teacher training. But at this certain point, I was like, we've got to talk to this woman, the witch, because I think she'll understand a little bit about what's happening for us. <laughs> So this person agreed to come and sit with us whilst we kind of just let this like movement thing happen. And so my friend who was having the big movements and the stuff had started happening for her on the teacher training, she said to me, my movements are spelling things out. I'm like I ask questions and my body starts spelling words out. It was all too much for me. It was all too much for me, but I just had to go with it because it was happening to me too. So we sat there and created a little thing, a ceremony is what I would call it now. I didn't know back then what we were doing. <laughs> Sally did, she was a witch, she was, she was Wiccan. And Josie's body spelled out to, to, to me specifically, Grace, you need to go to an ayahuasca ceremony with Sally, the one next weekend. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's that ayahuasca ceremony I told you about yesterday where I was like, if I go, I'm going to die. If I go, I'm going to die. And I went anyway because I was told by Josie's wild moving body that if I went, it was, it was a good thing. <laughs> so these mad things were happening and I had no idea what was happening at all. I would Google random body movements and and things like kundalini would come up and i'd be like oh maybe it's kundalini energy like it's kundalini okay and through doing ayahuasca i met somebody who uh ended up being a teacher of mine he ended up uh, initiating me into reiki and i remember when i got initiated into reiki i felt this flooding back of memory of all of these beings putting their hand on my heart and going, you've come home to yourself. This is the right, this is the right person to be here. I'm sorry, the right time to be here. You're here. This is, this is you coming home. And so I started working with Reiki and seeing clients. And I started working with, in Shavasana with people who were in my yoga classes, right? And I put my hands to do a little Reiki on people in Shavasana. And people would come up to me in the end and they'd say, when you put your hands on me, my hands would up. They like levitated off of the floor and I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm just giving you Reiki. And later on down the line, when I would teach rituals and ceremonies 
people would come up to me afterwards and they'd say, when you were teaching, my body was doing this thing. And I'd be like, yeah, don't know. <laughs> so I sat with this thing for years, actually, not really knowing what it was, but also feeling like it was cool. Like it was, it was not cool, but it wasn't bad. It was bringing good to my life. Sometimes I'd, I, I got into like sound baths during that time. I'd go to this sound bath. I think it was at the Well Garden in Hackney on a Friday night, if anybody's been there. It was so good by Ali, Ali Gunning. Maybe I made that name up, but she was an amazing woman who would do the sound baths, the gong baths. And I'd lie down sometimes next to Hannah, who's on this team. And, and I'd say, Hannah, just to let you know, babe, that the thing might happen if we're in this gong bath next to each other. She'd be like, it's a cool babe, don't worry, I'll just slide a little bit further away from you so we're not like touching. Because when the sound bath would happen, the gong would happen, my hands would go up and start doing all sorts of things like this. And when the gong would go boom, I'd feel this rush of energy come down and these messages coming through like, this is exactly where you need to be. You're coming home to yourself. And I didn't know what that meant. I thought I maybe needed to do a gong training. And it was only years down the line. And I'm actually going to add this one piece. I remember going to a psychic uh, workshop with my then boyfriend. The boyfriend that I told you that I broke up with that time when my pussy told me to go. But we were very into shamanism and energy work and... We decided that we'd go to a workshop and learn about developing our psychic and intuitive abilities. And when this man was talking about channeling and this and that, I was, I was thinking to myself, I could feel this block in my throat coming up again, like, and I kept thinking, don't channel, don't channel, don't channel, don't be the person that starts fucking channeling spirits, Grace. Don't be it. I don't want to be it. I don't, I don't want this path. Weird, scary, all this stuff from my childhood, the fears. So I was frightened of this stuff. I was really blocking myself. This, at random times when I was meditating or in a yoga class or in a gong bath or doing Reiki, was fine. I'd gotten used to it by that point. I just thought, whoa. <laughs> but channeling, through my mouth, no. So quite a few years ago, I ran a retreat called the Temple of Yoni in Ibiza. And at the time, I had been doing a lot of deep work with women in regards to trauma healing. I was working a lot with body work, with yoni massage, with working with people one-to-one -one in coaching containers. We were doing really, really deep work at the time. It was really coded in um, supporting people to heal through sexual trauma. And I remember at that time that there was so much being held and I felt so devoted in this path. It was like I really went into this, this piece of the priestess that can sometimes come up in shadow, which is um, of the martyr. And I was devoting everything that I had and I've learned from this, and this is why I've created a training which is to support people, to really empower their people and to hold space for trauma, but for it not to take them under, because I've learned this. 
And I used to look in the mirror and I'd look at myself at this time and I thought, you, you don't look like yourself anymore, Grace. All of the joy and the spark and this like fairy pixie energy that I naturally hold, it had gone and I, I looked in the mirror and it was like I could see, like it was like I was, there was death in my face. I was holding a lot. And so the Temple of Yoni was coming up. We had a full retreat. And all I could think was, when I get to Ibiza, which is funny, this is where I now live, I might lose the plot. I was waking up in the night at the time I was living in, in London still, Stoke Newington, doing my work. And uh, I remember thinking, being woken up in the middle of the night and, and I was in a very dark place. A really dark place. I just wake up in the middle of the night looking around and just being in panic, anxiety. It was like a good day if I didn't have a panic attack or an anxiety attack. It would happen all the time. And I thought, this is not, I can't keep living like this. I got really obsessed with death. I was always like in a bookshop looking into death. It's like I was really close to this darkness. And I knew and I felt like something massive is going to happen on Temple of Yoni. I'm going to have to go in and teach these people and hold this space. But I feel like I'm going to have a mental breakdown at the same time. But I showed up anyway. I showed up anyway. Remember what I said, pull, pull it together. You may be going through something massive and big and show up anyway. So I showed up and on the first night I sat and I held a pussy ceremony, a pussy connection ceremony. And we had a beautiful healer come in and she did sound healing. I just thought she was coming in with her crystal bowls. I didn't know that she was a channel. And she started doing the crystal bowls and she mouthed something to me and I didn't know what she'd said and I went, go on. And what she'd mouthed to me, which she said, would you like me to channel? I didn't know she'd said that. And I went, and she started, she started channeling light, light language. She started channeling her light language. And I didn't know what was happening. My hands went. And I felt this sense of coming home to myself. Tears started streaming from my face. I didn't know what was happening. I'd never heard this thing before. But I felt like I was suddenly coming home to myself. I spoke to her afterwards. I was like, what just happened? What was that? <laughs> After pulling myself together, you know, I was feeling the things and then I had to complete the ceremony and bring everybody back together. And so I pulled myself together, you know, brought my king in got everybody into, out of the space and then I said, hey, what, what was that? Something big just happened for me. And she spoke to me and she said it was light language. And I said, hey, wait, light language. And I told her this story that I've just told you. And she said, Grace, you're channeling. You're channeling through your hands currently. That's the way that we channel light language. The voice of the soul. 
the codes of your soul. We call it a language, but it's an energy that comes through in these gestures and these words. This isn't an English language that everything needs to make sense and to go, oh yeah, well, means table. <laughs> it's not like that, it's a energy. And so she said, well, if your mum was channeling with tongues, that's very close to light language. It's, it's a similar thing, you know, it's, it's almost the same. So you probably have that gift too. And I thought, wow, this really is resonating deeply for me. I feel, I feel this. And so I continued with the retreat and something had really shifted inside of me. There was still a lot that was going on for me, but I could really feel this sense of lightness coming back. So I booked a session in with her on the last day of the retreat, just before I was about to teach a three hour workshop, <laughs> a big opening pussy healing workshop. <laughs> and we sat down together and she started playing with the crystal bowls, just me and her. And she started working with some Reiki. And then she now tells me this story that she felt the, the voice come in that said, Grace doesn't need Reiki. You just need to get her to start channeling. And so she said to me, Grace, just make a sound. Start making some sounds. So I started going, she said, tone to the sound of my, my, my bowl the crystal ball so I was like ah and I felt this message come in for me do you choose to return to the light do you choose to return to the light I've been dancing in all of this trauma work this this shadow work this healing work that was really fucking heavy and I've been doing a, a ton of shadow work myself. It was like I was really dancing in my own shadow, in people's shadow. That was my work at that time around sexuality of like really going there to the depths of, of the, the dark stuff that can happen for people in this life and supporting them to rise up through it. It was big, heavy work. And so I was asked, do you choose to return to the light? And I went internally, yeah, I do. And as soon as I said, yes, I do, I felt, and it's very hard to describe what I felt because it's, it's like, this is not of human nature. It's not what we are taught from a young age. It doesn't make fucking sense. I felt this channel move through me. And my body was vibrating and it was moving like this. And my hands started going, and my voice. You know when you learn a new language and you have to get your tongue and your mouth around a load of new words and you have to kind of say it in a way that, that makes sense? Have to really get your mouth going in a different way that's from your, your native tongue. I felt this new language come into my body that I was then suddenly speaking fluently. The language of light, the language of my soul. And my gestures were in unison and synchronicity with what was coming through my mouth. And this wasn't like I was just having a conversation like we are having now, like this human thing that we do, we speak. We're communicating in this way that's very linear. Light language isn't like that. Light language holds energy and potency and, and something behind it. So when you speak in light language, you are 
bringing through codes. And for me in this time, and, and what happens again and again and again for me is when I'm in deep in a channel, I am taken to a realm, a space, a place where my soul has resided, where my soul family has resided, where I come from as a spirit, as a soul, as a being. And I'm taken there. I am bringing those codes of this place. And I am moving the, the language of that place through me, the energy of that place through me. And through that, I'm having a conversation perhaps with somebody else who's also a human that also is tapped into potentially their codes. And so me and my friend Josie, someone said, Jessica said, Josie is Josie, my beautiful friend Josie. Like we are soul connection friends. We didn't know this until the light language came through. We, we are now in a deep soul connection because we come from the same soul family. I know this to be true. Me and Josie are light languaging together in this, this space and we are <laughs> in light language. And we are just talking. It's like our souls are connecting. Our, our spirits are like tick, 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 tick. My light language came alive. My voice just went phew. And it was, it, it is still one of the most profound things that has ever happened to me. It continues to be one of the most profound things that ever happens. When I got, when light language came through, my whole world changed. I felt like there were people out in this world who, who celebrate getting married and, and having a baby and getting engaged and I, I, I'm down with it, you know? But when, I, when light language came through for me, I was like, I just want to tell the world about this. This is like the biggest thing that's ever happened to me. It's like, I don't even want to call it magic because magic almost takes it into this thing of magic. It's just truth. It's more truth than I have ever experienced in my human life through human the truth of my soul and so lots of things have happened since then and I've had to learn in lots of different ways how to connect correctly into my channel because <laughs> light language can come through but then you open up your channel and then all of the all of the other things that are around up in the spirit realm can sometimes be like hello I'd like to channel through you too and I've had to learn over the years and the years of now channeling with light language, how to refine my channel and how to set boundaries. You know, we were talking about boundaries energetically. We have this for human, human boundaries. We also hold our boundaries in the spiritual sense too. What can come through me? And that's why I'm always aware of, I understand that I've been taught from a very young age to discern what is of the highest good and love and what is not of that energy and how to know and discern which is which and to only work with what I call God, infinite love, unconditional love, 
And I know when there's other things that are trying to miss, mess around with me and I say, ah, it's not about being scared about it. I know how to work with it now. That's why we ground ourselves. I talked about this in the first day. The priestess has one foot in spirit. In these realms. And the other foot here and now. She's fucking rooted. She is rooted deeply here. And she's also open up in the divine and she channels through her codes. The divine codes. The awakening codes. Now why am I telling you about this? <laughs> it's... It's become very clear to me that in a sea of so many people bringing through new work, new coaching, new offerings in this online space, that there must be something that connects them to the deep parts of truth of spirit in like this really pure, integrous way. Are we working in alignment and devotion in our path with God or are we getting mixed up and in our ego and creating stuff that is like not actually coming from this highest aligned truth and it's my desire that through everybody that I work with whether it be through my one-to-one -one spaces and light-coded leader or through the vagina awakening practitioner program that there is a sense of connecting into this highest form of love when we are holding ourselves, our clients, holding ourselves in leadership and creating and putting things out into the world. Because we, I desire that these leaders and these coaches that are coming through and working with me are going out and then they're able to shine their light from their soul's voice. Light language has been such a blessing and and I do believe that it's not just a thing. Like, I want to make sure that it's not about me being special. You don't think, oh, I think she's special. <laughs> it's not about that. I believe that, that, that everybody can access their soul's codes in some way. And there is a part of this which is trusting your fucking voice. What we've been saying. Where do you start to block your codes, your voice, your truth, your channel and manipulate it and dilute it the work of opening up our voices is a forever thing but, but opening up our voice and being able to channel the truths of our soul this is the priestess path me again coming in to close the space I hope that you enjoyed listening to the light language initiation journey that I have been on and that in some way you may have resonated with that or felt lit up by it or excited by it. As I mentioned earlier, you can actually access the entirety of the five day free journey that we held within the priestess path right now so I've stuck the link to that in show notes you can sign up now and get access to it via my website so that's exciting for you if you want to go deeper into light codes leadership and really standing in your power in your work and the next thing to say is that I have two one-to-one -one spots open and 
let me say that these one-to-one spots are super special. They're either six months long or 12 months long, depending on your intentions and where you're at right now. And the one-to-one container is called Light Coded Leader. And if you are feeling something inside of you going, oh, okay, I know I want to do some work with Grace and this feels like the thing for me, please reach out, send us an email. It's really good to mention that right now there is a really cool bonus in place and that is if you apply, so it doesn't mean that you have to like sign up, but if you apply Send in your application for Light Coded Leader. You can find out how to apply just by emailing us on hello at grace-hazel.com. I'll stick that in show notes. If you apply before the 4th of November, you will get the bonus of receiving the Vagina Awakening Practitioner Training. The value of the VAPT is £10,000 alone. So... If you are feeling called for this and you want to get that bonus, it's like the time to move is now. This is like a really, really one-off special thing that we're doing. And then there is another bonus, can you believe, for you if you apply and sign up for Light Coded Leader. And this is that you will come all the way over to Ibiza and you will have a day retreat with me, which will be tailored to your needs and where you're at and and what we're moving through and opening up into through our one-to-one space and I want you to think ceremony I want you to think healing I want you to think light activations light language vocal activations standing in your leadership standing in your power okay so I'm really really calling in that self-responsible sass pot who just knows already that it's time to work with me. It's time to come in and work with me so that you can come into a place where you're feeling deeply rooted in yourself via your pussy and you're standing up in your leadership in the world and you are a channel for the highest mission that you came to carry out as a soul on this earth. So, come and apply, send an email to me if you're feeling called for it. Otherwise, please do share this podcast with your friends and your family and the people that you feel that will resonate with the words that have been shared today. It is always my intention that this message gets spread far and wide and that comes down to us putting it over to people who might be a bit triggered, who might be feeling it, you know, we just pass on the message and the codes, this is free, why not? Sending you lots of love, my dear, and we will speak again very, very soon.